Welcome to Bank of Singapore Infinity, a podcast for the next generation investor. Welcome to Bank of Singapore Infinity, a program where we will be bringing you exclusive insights from some of the world's most exciting entrepreneurs. My name is Biling. Today, we are catching up with Song En Ho, founder of Wolf Burgers. Together with his co-founder, Song En has been building out his vision of a new generation of F&B concept in the ultra-competitive food scene in Singapore since 2014. He is passionate about food and is always ahead of the curve in anticipating newer and better ways of delivering the best experience to the market. Welcome Song En, it's really great to have you with us today. Thank you, pleasure to be here. Well, maybe for a start, uh, can you share a little bit about why food and beverage? You know, why this is your industry of choice? Well, you know, in my previous life in uh, private equity, everyone talks about uh, the ASEAN consumer and how, um, you know, it's up and coming and rising. So naturally, we looked at a couple of consumer brands, uh, food and beverage brands. Well, we didn't find anything that suited us in terms of one scalability to being attractively priced. So one thing led to another after doing all the research and having numerous conversations, we decided to start a little F&B brand, right? So that's how it actually started. My first foray into F&B actually wasn't in Singapore. Uh, It was in Myanmar. We started a version of Galini Kopitiam in Myanmar called Craft Cafe, right? Which was a hybrid of what Singaporeans know as Galini Kopitiam and uh, Starbucks. We had about 40% of Galini Kopitiam's menu inside and 60% of other items which were not found on Galini Kopitiam's menu because look, right? The reality is unless you're Starbucks or McDonald's, right? Localization does play a huge role in uh, being able to resonate with the audience. Can you share with us what is the authentic Wolf Burger dining experience? Sure. Well, I'll use the Funan store, right? The whole idea is to make it as easy for the customer to order as possible. So we've got our self-ordering kiosks. You can order from your table as well. Or if you still want that human interaction, right? There's a host over there who will take your order and guide you through the menu. I think what that does is, one, it relieves a lot of stress uh, from the ground staff. And when people are less stressed, they're generally happier, which makes the whole interaction you know, more casual and more fruitful, more memorable. So that's one. I guess we were a bit of a, ahead of the curve on this one. So right, we had self-collection where a customer goes up, scans their receipt, and the box opens up and your food is magically there. So what this allows the customer to do is finish the conversation that they're having with their friends who they're dining with, right? And then go collect the food, right? There's no big rush to collect your food. You don't have to worry about someone screaming out your name or you having to hang around the counter, which due to COVID is a great thing. But pre-COVID, we were a bit ahead of the curve on that one. How about the Wolf Burger itself? You know, can you talk a little bit about your concepts, your planning, 
And how do you get inside the head of the consumer in terms of what is the burger that they want? I think you know, what has guided us along is always the consumer, the consumer, the consumer. That's at the forefront of nearly everything that we do. We, we do whole tastings with the consumers. We have some uh, hardcore uh, supporters who have always been very uh, forthright with their feedback, be it positive or negative. You know, so we do uh, have a lot of conversations with them. What we also do is look like we go up to customers randomly and say, hey, we're thinking of trying out this new product. Would you like a taste? And just give, just give us your honest feedback, right? No holds barred. If you like it, great, right? If you don't like it, no issues. We'll give you a, an extra packet of fries with that. And look, the R&D process, you know, that Wolfburger uses is one, keep your eyes open, see what the rest of the world is doing in Singapore and outside of Singapore, more importantly. Try it out see and see if it resonates with the customer, right? And you know, the issue with having something resonate with the customer is you also need to define who the customer is, right? If not, you enter what's called the echo chamber, right? Where, you know, people who are, who are like you, who are already, you know, uh, enamored with wolf burgers, right? They will always say it's great, right? So the question is, how do you cast the net wide enough so you get the critics in as well? And that's always a challenge. It boils down to being intellectually honest once again, right? If not everybody will like you, and that's fine. It may not be everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine, right? The question is, do you really want to know why it's not someone's cup of tea? Maybe they only drink coffee. So we take a multi-pronged approach, right? We randomly select people uh, in store, right, who have only eaten half of their burger. Right? And we go, okay, uh, hi, hi, miss. Um, everything okay? Uh, you've only eaten half your burger. Um, is the burger okay? Right? And, you know, usually the response is, oh, I'm not very hungry. Or, no, I didn't really like it. Right? And we go, oh, okay. So sorry about that. Um, so look, like, we're trying out this new burger. Can we just let you try it? You know, maybe you like it a bit better. If you don't, no harm, no foul. Right? And most of the time, people say, uh, okay, sure. We'll try another burger. Compliments of the house. No issues. Right, and we'll give them the burger and, and then we'll ask for feedback again. So that's one way of doing it, that we do it. The other way that we do it is, look, right, I think with social media and, and online presence, it's a lot easier to interact directly with the consumer. So what we do is we pick at random various consumers who have given us feedback, be it positive or negative, right? Saying, hey, look, right. Uh, if it's negative, we're very sorry about their experience, right? We'd like to invite you back where so-and-so will host you, right? And then you sit down with them and you say, look, right, what went wrong? Tell us what went wrong, right? You know, complimentary meal, it doesn't matter, right? We just want to know what went wrong. Sometimes we get berated, but that's common. But most of the time, people are willing to share what went wrong, right? I mean, as I always tell the team, right, if the person can take the effort to write in about negative feedback, the person obviously cares. Oh, either the person really cares about the brand or we've offended this person so much that the person is writing back in. That signals an openness and an opportunity for us to do right. So it's mainly to, through these two ways that we get the uh, critics on board and find out what exactly went wrong, right? As I tell the team, look, it's okay to fail. Just make sure 
you fail forward, right? Figure out what went wrong and see how we can improve from there. No, I, I, yeah. I, see, I see two things from your reply, passion and a real focus on delivering the product. So, so uh, kudos to that. <laughs> um, I haven't had a Wolf Burger in a while. <laughs> so ah, maybe I'll go. Get you back. Um, yeah, yes. So what are your plans for the future? Sure. You know, I think the post-COVID world is very different from the pre-COVID world with digitization, health trends, dining trends, right? Different cost, cost structures. The cost structures have changed as well. So our plan going forward for Wolf is really not that much different from what it was pre-COVID, unfortunately, you know. We still think cloud kitchens are very interesting, right? We are still looking at overseas expansion, innovating and bringing new products to market, uh, and maybe creating one or two more new brands, right? Because under the Wolf Group, we actually have uh, Wolf Burgers, Carvers, right? and OG Lamarck. We hope to make a, a return to Japan at some stage, right? To continue with our food truck in Niseko. We are also selectively looking at some overseas ventures as well. In terms of Singapore, we are opportunistic, looking at a few spaces, but nothing concrete yet. So still on expansion mode? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, uh, still on, on, on expansion mode. But what we're also looking at and doing a very deep dive into right now is, you know, big data. But I mean, big data, it's, it, it, it's a very broad phase, right? Big data is a motherhood statement. What we are looking at, at, apart from big data, is, you know, You've got to drill down all the way, right? You've got to drill down all the way to the metadata, right? The micro, micro stuff. And that's something which we are looking at very closely and developing new tools to better help us harness that. So um, when I read your interviews about, you know, what Wolfberger has and is planning to do, um, one thing that always struck me is how you are always a first adopter in many of the leading trends in the FMB industry, you're always thinking ahead. Um, can you share how you've managed to do so? Uh, where do you find your inspiration and drive to do that? The underlying philosophy of Wolf Burgers, right, it's really quite simple. It's to provide a customer with a reasonably priced meal. Talk to people from the industry, from outside of the industry as well. Uh, talk to the customers, you know, uh, keep your ears open, your eyes wide, you know, read as much as you can on the internet. Um, but of course, verify what you read on the internet, you know, work closely with the team and always, always listen to the guys on the ground. That's how we stay relevant, right? Travel widely. Nothing can beat seeing new concepts, new uh, evolutions, you know, new takes on what we know as facts. Nothing beats seeing all of these things firsthand in any industry, right? be, be it F&B, be it you know, technology, be it a consumer brand, even banking. You have to stay relevant, right? And the best way to stay relevant is to keep your ear and your finger on the pulse of the customer and what they say, one. Um, 
Two, how to stay relevant, innovate and try. You will not get it right all the time, but that's okay. That's okay, right? Uh, it's better than not trying, number one, right? Number two, you know, uh, even if you fail, fail forward, take the lessons from it, tweak what you were doing and have the intellectual honesty to admit that, okay, you know, this isn't really working out. Why isn't it working out? I, and I think if you have the intellectual honesty and you, su you surround yourself with people who are willing to tell you the facts and their honest opinion, you know, there's a good chance that you'll be able to move forward from whatever you do. How did you come to, I guess, assimilate these uh, qualities? Um, you know, uh, what you just said about, you know, for, uh, failing forward. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, it just grows on you over time, right? It's about having the tenacity, you know, to keep going and the intellectual honesty to admit when things are not working out. Uh, in terms of examples of failure, I mean, we've launched products where, you know, the team thought was great, right? The shareholders thought were great, right? Hits the market and no one else thought it was great. You know, I mean, apart from some rules egos, we just have to face the facts, rejig the product and relaunch it and go back to the market and say, okay, this is not what the market wants. But, you know, at the end, end of the day, the, the, the ethos of Wolf is, you know, to be close to the consumer and to provide the consumer with a value meal wherever and whenever they want it. Going back a little bit to COVID, Wolfburger was in some sense a bit more well-prepared than uh, many of the peers uh, in the F&B industry going into the pandemic. Uh, maybe you could share with us, you know, what was something that surprised you, you know, as you navigated through the COVID? Either was it yourself, your team, or even the consumers or the customers? Sure. Well, I think two things really surprised me during COVID. One, definitely the tenacity of the team, right? And how the team managed to pull together. I remember the vigorous debates with each other. <laughs> and, you know, the team had to make uh, very radical changes on the go, right? I mean, the survival instincts and the fast evolution, you know, it really kicked in for the team. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's never about you. It's always about the team. Our backs were against the wall, you know. I mean, I would tell the team, you know, COVID is, you know, it's similar to D-Day, right? You either move forward or it ends right there and then. Um, so that's one, right? I think the other thing that really surprised me was the rate of digital adoption and the evolution of the consumer. I mean, what we had envisioned would have taken five to six years. Literally happened in one year, actually six months. <laughs> you know, the whole digitization and... Uh, food delivery, cloud kitchens, you know, it, it just really took off, right? But but once again, you know, it's evolution, right? I mean, it was either you do that or it's game over, right? For both the consumer and the, uh, the uh, F&B operators. I mean, we are still evolving, right? I think we are still very early in the process of digitization and uh, implementing tech right, across F&B. I think right now, one of the key areas which one should look at, right, is data, right? The collection of data and the 
analysis of data, right? You know, that's something that, that we try to do as well. I'm sure many other players out there are doing it as well. an investor of companies in your previous role in private equity, and now you're running a company on your own. Um, for our audience who are you know, both at the same time, uh, any advice? Well, it's all about the people at the end of, at the, end of the day, right? Um, you know, from an investor point of view, you invest in people, right? The numbers are there, the structures are there, right? The structures are there to protect everybody so everybody is clear, right? The numbers are there, right? To kind of act as a speedometer, right? But at the end of, end of the day, you invest in people, right? Because there are things which are going to come along, which is not in any deck, it's not in any spreadsheet that will hit you or hit any company, right? And the question is, does the team have the depth and the agility to evolve or mutate or pivot if necessary? And do they have the wisdom to know when, right? There's a very fine line between, you know, having tenacity and being, you know, stubborn till the end. And as I'm sure everybody knows, you know, there is no fixed answer <laughs> to where that line is. Plan, if you're running your business, think through things in depth, right? But also be aware that the best laid plans usually change upon first execution. And one has to have the uh, humility and honesty to admit that. How do you keep that passion and that drive, you know, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, I mean, it's always important to take a break. Part of being an entrepreneur is being able to, as hard as it sounds, disconnect yourself so you can recharge yourself uh, mentally, emotionally, and intellectually. Thank you, Songun, for your time. I've heard a lot of passion and singular focus on the consumer uh, in your experiences. And also, most importantly, I think your wisdom in terms of failing forward. I think that's a very valuable lesson for all of us and we can really take that on board in a lot of our uh, entrepreneur journey or even some of our personal journey as well thank you very much for your time great look right it's been a pleasure being here thanks for having me and we've got to get you down to wolf very soon i will <laughs> thank you so there you have it failing forward putting the customer at the center of whatever you do and intellectual honesty. These are the three key lessons from Songun today. With that, thank you to our audience. We hope to see you next time. My name is Beeling, and this has been Bank of Singapore Infinity Podcast. You've been listening to Infinity, a podcast by Bank of Singapore for the next generation investor.